Welcome to What's My Thesis. I am your host, Javier Proenza, and today my guest is Dia Jenkins. Dia is from Houston, and uh, I am really excited to have you on because you come from a very different perspective into the art scene, but I've been to your work, seen, seen your work. I saw you, where, where was that? Uh, Pasadena, on the location, the venue was called 509. 509. Mm-hmm. Is it, are they still showing? Because you told me that they were starting to try to become an art uh, space. They're still figuring it out, but occasionally. They just had a show actually a couple weeks ago um, with some three women artists. Really interesting. Okay. But it wasn't up for very long. Yeah. But, you know, they're doing things. Nice, cool. nice. So that your your show was, well, okay, let's, uh, let's <laughs> lead, let's not bury the lead. So you come into the art scene through a, like, you, you, you explained to me you did faith-based events, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then you started to transition from that, like using that kind of infrastructure into the art world, right? Kind Which, of. Kind of? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> did I get it wrong? Um, it's a little bit more intertwined than that, I would say. I mean, you've always been an artist, obviously. I didn't mean Actually, to Actually, like, no. Oh, when did you start? No, no, no. This is a whole story. Should I tell the yeah, story now? Yeah, I mean, we're because on a podcast. <laughs> I know, right? I should definitely tell it. Um... Yeah, my background is really strange, I feel. So I didn't grow up in like a super artistic home. And uh, I know everybody's creative in their own right. And my parents have their own uh, version of creativity, if you will. But um, growing up, I didn't even realize being an artist was a thing. I didn't know you could become an artist. It just wasn't in my purview, if you will. Um, And it wasn't until uh, college, actually. I wanted to be a professional athlete. That was what I wanted to do with my life. And what so was your sport? I was running track at the time. Oh, nice. Yeah, I had potential. I don't know how far I would have actually gotten, but um, I, w- I chose the school that I went to in Houston to run under a particular coach just because he was amazing and um, got accepted into the program. But uh, once I got there, it was just, wasn't clicking for me like it was in high school. And I was just really struggling. And school-wise, I was struggling basically flunking out of college. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I'm a good student, but it just was not a good fit for me. And... Um, I just got to this point where um, I still remember I called my father and I was like, Daddy, I want to come home and this is just not working. And I think he could hear like the tension in my voice and he didn't give me any like slack about it. He was just like, OK. Um, and they were my parents were living in San Antonio at the time. So I went and I moved to San Antonio. I dropped out of school um, and I just had this whole period like bless my parents because they didn't really force me to do anything. They gave me time to kind of figure myself out and. I really spent the summer <laughs> doing much of nothing and um, honestly got to the point where I was just kind of lost and bored. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, around this time, uh, around the same time, I started to really um, ask a lot of questions around my faith walk. Like I grew up in the church, you know, born and raised. Um, and you told me it was it was non-denominational, which is a denomination. It, it, I mean, <laughs> you know, it's good that you can say that because it totally is. I'm actually born into a Southern Baptist, but eventually you went into the non-denominational flow, which actually means we have a, you know, we have our own brand of Christianity, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I was just in a period, I, like I said, I always have a relationship with God, but I felt like, um, I don't know, it just seemed like there was something to go, I had an opportunity to go deeper. And um, something happened that completely changed my life. I was at my aunt's house back in Houston because we would go back and forth between San Antonio and Houston often uh, just to see family out there. Um, and I was telling her, you know, I left school. I don't really know where I'm going. And she turned to me and she said three words I'll never forget. She goes, Dia, well, four words, if you include my name. Dia, what is your purpose? Mm-hmm. And for some reason, when she said that, it was like, <gasps> because I had never thought of my life as having any kind of 
meaning or intentionality or purpose. And it, for some reason, it just kind of stuck with me. And um, as soon as she said that, I just kind of kept thinking, okay, well, maybe I do have a purpose. Maybe there is a reason why I'm here. And, and for me, given my background as a Christian, I felt like the only person I could go to who would actually be able to tell me something like that is God. Mm-hmm. This is my own uh, relationship. And so I said a prayer and I was like, God, if I have a purpose, assuming I do, but if I do, uh, please show it to me. And that completely shifted everything. Okay. Um, and it was like night and day. I feel like if you go back to the Wizard of Oz, Dorothy from black and white to color, this is what my whole, like this whole season of my life was like this. Um, as soon as I said that prayer, it just felt like things started to kind of come into place. And um, this was when I, I was back in San Antonio. I was randomly like surfing the computer, just like super bored. And I saw this little ad for the Art Institute in a Houston and I don't know why to this day what made me click on it because like I said before I don't come from an artistic background literally had you at that point like become aware of the concept of being an artist or or was it not even yet okay not yet it was I didn't this was my introduction to the idea that art could even be a career like I had some abstract idea of like this man named Picasso (laughs) like way back when I didn't know anything about it Mm -hmm. at most I would like doodle in class when I was taking notes I didn't do any kind of really like artistic things and so for whatever reason like something was kind of drawing me to the ad i clicked on it and i was like oh this is different and i called up the admissions office the next day and i was like i just want to know about your programs and they invited me to come and check out the schools so i went out to houston and it was just like a whole new world opened up for me and i was so enamored by everything that i saw the creativity there um, the students were different. Um, the, it was so different colorful. <laughs> they were like vibrant. Um, like, okay. you know, I went to a school that was more traditional, four-year um, university, business people, major, like, you know, like very traditional. How was the partying different? <laughs> uh, good question. <laughs> more nudity in the art school, I would imagine. I would say more quirky. Quirky? In terms okay. of like the personalities, like just couple of oddballs, but really interesting. <laughs> you guys saw, you saw how I did that. I got you to confess to partying. Know. You know what? It's good to party every once in a while. You can't be like 100%. I'm down for the parties for sure. Um, but yes. So anyway, I ended up applying, somehow got accepted. Um, and it was like, you know how you have to take like those basic core classes when you go to art school. And so mm-hmm. like the drawing, the color theory, all of that. I didn't know that I had certain gifts until I started those classes and they would give assignments. And then lo and behold, I have an eye for color. Lo and behold, I can draw perspective. And I didn't like know this about myself. So it was like I was discovering all of these different gifts um, that I just was not aware of. And I, I felt like um, when I have this question about art and faith, for me, they've always been intertwined. Mm. I don't know of myself as an artist apart from my relationship with God, because from my perspective, I don't know that I ever would have come into uh, the work that I'm doing now without having said that prayer, without having gone to God specifically and said, uh, if I have a purpose, show it to me, mm-hmm. you know, cause that was the response. You are an artist, you are a creative. Um, this is me uh, showing you who I created you to be. This is how I take it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's, well, it's, to me, it's also interesting because in terms of, uh, 
of how I got into it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I am not, a, I'm like notorious, uh, like borderline Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> There's but, no judgment. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, in like, in, in, a, in, in, a, in a sense, I'm acknowledging that I'm still wrapped up in the mm-hmm. church, you know, like I'm just like a bad boy of the church. <laughs> But like, oh, that hobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The kind that can repent at the end and, yeah. and just get in. Take me back. Take, Take me back. Me back. Um, no, but but also like, uh, but it is interesting because like I grew up with a lot of faith-based art because I grew up in Italy. So mm-hmm. like all the Renaissance, yes. all of that stuff. And and then there was also like pagan stuff that it was based on. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's really interesting. Um, like I, I want to ask you specifically about something that like, one of the things that I joked with you when I went to your performance mm-hmm. uh, and you, it wasn't just a performance you had weavings mm-hmm. uh, we'll get to what it is specifically like pin down what it is that you like yeah. to make uh, or how you def- identify as an artist but first I was like so amused because like I like my joke to you was that like oh you make art about something <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, like, you know, but, uh, but okay. So one of the things that you talked about was, uh, like in the piece, which was interesting was how you integrated the faith, like, Mm -hmm. or, or how, you know, like, cause, okay, I'll, I'll frame it this way as a, as a Hispanic or, you know, I identify as Hispanic indigenous people do not, but Mm -hmm. I mean, for obvious reasons, I'm Hispanic. Right. Um, and like, like there's a lot of uh i feel like judgment in that like art scene mm-hmm. academic world towards like you know catholicism and like and and um and almost like a tendency to see latinos as like victims of mm-hmm. the church right and mm-hmm. you you had a really interesting thing about that do, do you know what i'm talking about in the piece specifically or do i need to like say more okay it was something about how it was like not necessarily the original faith of your people mm. and that but it's somehow and it was like maybe imposed but then it's somehow like it has Good. become it, it, I, am i oh, okay. oh you're testing me you do know what i'm talking about <laughs> well they don't know <laughs> but i mean you could probably verbalize it better well i wanted to hear more particularly what you were um referring to to make sure i had it right yeah so yeah. but you're good um yes i mean christianity has certainly been wrapped up in various forms of colonization yeah you know um various forms of racism uh lots of different biases and this is something that i really had to grapple with when i was in my seminary journey at fuller um fuller seminary i you know i was just learning so much about the church you know when you go to the church on sundays the pastor's not talking about this generally yeah, yeah. you know you don't hear about they don't let the, leave you, with the bad know, pr <laughs> just saying right you don't grow up really understanding the full history of the church or at least it feels like it's not your church or it's not the contemporary church right but there's no way to really grapple with the present if you don't address the past and yeah, so yeah. my seminary education it really helped me to flesh out some of those questions that i had like where does the church actually come from and what am, what am i actually leaning into here um and lo and behold so much of what i understand about racism um the church is quite implicit in that and like in a very uh painful way yeah you know um you're talking about expansion of kingdom expansion of power and wealth expansion of land possession um, oftentimes related to uh, 
um, Christian agendas mm -hmm. that maybe, you know, the king at the time had or the king in relation to so on and so on. Um, but the king in relation to, in relation to uh, religious powers of the day. But I think that for me, this is part of where I need to distinguish between religion and my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. uh, so what was really important for me was to make sure that my relationship with God felt protected as I was uncovering all of the bits and pieces of the church's kind of like dirty history, um, dirty laundry, if you will. Um, I needed to make sure that I felt in alignment with God mm -hmm. first off, right? That's my foundation. And what people do is not necessarily a reflection on who God is, you know, and I needed to sit with that and to be comfortable with that first. Um, and then from there, it was about, really trying to understand how can I call myself a Christian when Christians were the ones enslaving my ancestors? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are we even talking about here? Um, how can I participate in a religion that has caused a lot of damage, you know, um, a lot of pain. Um, and so much of what we are even today grappling with in terms of our gender biases and our, our, our racism, uh, so many different isms, right? Institutional issues a lot of that can be linked to, it's not all um, on Christianity or religion, but it can be linked to it, right? And so I had to wrestle with that. Like, this is a history that I am saying that I'm a part of. What does that even mean? I'm on one side, I'm a black woman. And then on the other side, I'm also a Christian. I'm a practicing uh, believer. I'm actually um, being prepared for leadership in this kind of space. What does that mean? And I needed to find... Um, one, grace and forgiveness, or two, I should say, grace and forgiveness. Um, I needed to be able to say that what happened was not okay and to verbalize it, yeah. you know, and to acknowledge that, not to sleep under the rug and say that, oh, that was the past, uh, let's just move on. No, it happened and it's caused a lot of damage. Um, so that was necessary in the, in the beginning, but then also to look at the trajectory of my life and then also the life of my family members and even to some extent, you know, the, the life of the country, if you want to call it that, um, has Christianity done more good than harm? That was the question that I was posing. Has it, um, do the, does the good outweigh the bad, you know? And some could argue, no, you know, depending yeah. on your story, some could say, absolutely not. It has been horrific and, and terrible, uh, which may very well be somebody's story. But for me, that's what I need to bring in, go back to that beginning, my relationship with God. If I were to come out and say they're about neck and neck right now, because I, I have loved the church. I've been part of the church for a long time, but I am very much so am aware of how harmful it's been. That's when I need to step in and say, okay, God, um, this is your church. This is not just the church of the people. This is literally your church. What are you doing here? And how is it that you want me to show up in this space? Because it seems very painful. And so from that relationship with God, that's when I'm able to view the church with the lens of grace, with the lens of a deeper understanding that everything is multi-layered, you know, anything yeah, yeah. that a human has touched is going to be multi-layered. You have, you're always going to have the light and the shadow, the good and the bad, right? It's really only um, understanding that God is working through all of it to bring about the good that I think brings any kind of peace. Cause if you're only looking at the human element, 
it's always going to be disappointing. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's always going to be some pain attached to it. There's no way to, uh, we're all trying our best. Everybody is trying what they think is the right thing. But a lot of times we're hurting each other, sometimes yeah, intentionally, yeah. sometimes not intentionally. And so for me, I always have to go back to that. What is God trying to do in the church? What is God, um, what is God hoping for, you know? through the church, with the church, and then what is God hoping for with the entire world? And so for some people, organized religion just doesn't feel safe, and I understand that. But for me and my journey, um, I feel very much so like I want to be part of God's heart towards the world and towards the church. And I, I believe that God has so much hope and so much uh, delight and the good that comes through the church. And I want to be a part of that, you know, because yeah, I love yeah. God and I want to be in alignment with whatever it is that God is trying to do and wants to do. That's my, that's why I keep coming back because if I go and I look for all of the dirty little secrets and all of the ways that the church is like messed up, I'm going to find it very easily, you know, yeah, 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 <laughs> very yeah. easily. Yeah. But I, and I'm not shying away from it, but if I fully believe that, God is seeing a lot of beauty and good in this space. And then I want to lean in and I want to say, okay, how can I make it better? Because mm. if I'm saying I'm a part of it, then I also am saying that I have a responsibility to do my part in making it better. Um, that's the same thing with being um, an American. You know, if I say that I'm a part of the United States. Yeah, no, um, you, got, you, you fucking nailed it there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, come on, right? Like, seriously. Because if I'm like, if I'm here and I can tell you, yeah, 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 it's yeah, a hot yeah. mess right now, right? It's a hot mess. Not even in, just it's, inside, just everywhere. Yeah, yeah. We don't, we're like, not talking about it on YouTube, but it's, yeah, yeah. Yes. And I'm just like, well, if I'm here, if this is my country, what am I going to do to make it better? And that's yeah, what I yeah, keep right. coming back to. Um, something that I like to say within my creative agency is like, if we're going to complain about something, we need to also have a solution to bring to the table, you yeah. know, recognize the issue, but also think about, okay, how can I contribute to building something new, something healthier, you know? And yeah. so that's where I land. It's, it's not that Christianity is perfect. Um, it's quite messy, but it also brings a lot of beauty. I, I have experienced that it. it brings a lot of beauty, a lot of light, a lot of joy. And I believe that God has a lot of, uh, great desires and great plans to see it become healthier yeah, yeah, yeah. in a safer place no for sure long-winded answer but no no i mean i i literally told you to go for it and did i interrupt you no you did not I <laughs> you, you landed it too like you when you brought america into it i was like Poof. yes <laughs> i mean no yeah. i mean it's it's uh it's a really interesting thing i think that there is like a um a thing obviously in this country where like like you always hear people talk about race versus ethnicity. And I don't think people understand that like you're still yeah. racist if you don't like ethnicities Come on, and like Christianity is like an openly an ethnicity, which is like, it's very interesting how people say they're anti-racist, but then mm. engage into like it, it, it I, I, there's like, um, I, 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 this is like a theme that's maybe going to be showing up in a bunch of episodes that are being recorded around this time. Mm -hmm. But, but the idea of people like, it's this idea of that, like humans can't help but be dogmatic in some way. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, or, or, uh, and, and obviously like there are always issues between institutions, right? Like, yeah. um, like, like even right now, there are things that are, covertly and overtly going on that are maybe about religion mm -hmm. but ultimately it's also it's mostly about resources like right mm -hmm. the religions are the uh institutions that are fighting but they're not fighting over necessarily 
their version of God so much as like they're fighting for, mm. let's just keep it broad and go for like lithium, uh, you mm. know, wheat fields, everything, you know, like, uh, and, and I'm not narrowing it down to the two headline wars. I mean, like mm. everything that's happening right now in the world is very much related to that. So it is interesting when people are like pro CIA and then they're like anti-religion and I'm like, who do you think has the power? <laughs> yeah, like, who do you think runs the world right now? Uh, not that they run the world. Um, mm. But but you know what I mean? Like, like what the power centers, like, I think that the, the Catholic Church specifically has a lot of wealth, but they're not like, you know, mm. taking over lands like they used to. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. Okay, so then can we talk a little bit about like your art practice? And because like, like, I mean, obviously, like I said, the, the work is about something and it's about like, uh, it's about a very sp particular experience that I don't think gets a lot of play mm. in a very secular kind of like mm. uh, elitist academic world where like, or let's say like the more non-seminary side of the art world, right? Mm -hmm. Like, um so so it's interesting so like you i've seen weaving i've seen you do performance where, where, where you have uh musicians backing you mm -hmm. uh you've mentioned that you had a podcast for a limited series i i'm i'm not that i'm claiming that podcasting is an art form but <laughs> just saying <laughs> casual side <laughs> watch the podcast <laughs> i'm making art right now <laughs> just sitting here listening to you yeah <laughs> that's my art yes. um okay so yeah so the, the can you can you get into a little bit about your practice and like how do you see it all come together because i know you have a pretty unified uh yeah. uh concept of all this stuff oh does it come across that way well i, I mean that. from our conversations about it it seems yeah. like it seems like uh you have a very not i wouldn't say like that it's branding i would say it's a work it's a it's a body of work mm -hmm. but i think that you're you may have be have more of a business sense than most artists do i don't think branding is an bad word actually no, well that's what i'm saying i know but like see Not how i had to qualify it for the audience right <laughs> i mean branding is just basically communicating like yeah. your identity but um i do want to touch on one thing before i answer that question yeah for sure about um wars and the issues that we're facing today being about resources i want to also say that um we shouldn't limit our understanding of resources to just material resources because power itself is also a resource yeah and i think when we're talking about things like ideologies and um prejudices those are forms of um systematized power yeah yeah you no, know that's why i say i i, I use the shorthand of institution but i totally agree yes, yeah, yeah i yeah. just think it's always important to uh address the layers of things like we have the physical matter the physical materials and resources that people are fighting over which is very real 100 yeah. percent. but also backing that and, and kind of like the flip side of the coin is also uh what power dynamic is at play because of an ideology or a prejudice or a belief system even if your belief system has to do with um like a a monetary resource or like a like physical yeah yeah you know resource um, but about my practice, uh, so varied. <laughs> I always just say I'm an interdisciplinary artist um, because I feel like it gives me leeway <laughs> to try mm -hmm. many different things. But really what I love to do, um, one is just to make. I just enjoy creating things. It kind of doesn't matter what the medium is, but I love to make. And then I also love to bring different elements together. 
Mm-hmm. This is what brings me joy. So it's, I find joy in just like the weaving of something or if I'm painting or whatever it might be, there's joy in that. But really I get super excited when I have opportunities to find ways of merging things that normally wouldn't be put together, you know? And so yeah, yeah. Um, I, I had a mentor of mine say that my actual art form is my staging. And what he meant by that was just that I, I like to uh, gather materials and then figure out how to arrange them, you know? Um, and so that's that's really what I love to do. Um, but I do uh, have a pretty strong visual art practice. I would say that most people are more familiar with me in terms of visual art. And then the performance kind of sneaks its way in, you know, when there's an opportunity. Um, but my undergrad degree ended up being in filmmaking because it allowed me, when I went to the Art Institute of Houston, it allowed me to literally combine every art form you can do anything in a film pretty yeah, much yeah. you know and so i was like well i don't want to choose just one i'm going to choose something that lets me do everything which is what i love um and so i do a lot of um visual art in terms of like painting right now i'm doing a lot of textiles um, i do a lot of that because i can access materials a lot quicker than if i were like trying to make a film every day you can do that of course but you know i, I just think um, cost wise, it can be a lot less expensive. So that's why I happen to, uh, showcase more visual art than film, but, um, all of those interests are there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say the common threads are that I'm always leaning more so towards the abstract, um, more so towards the poetic in the sense that I don't do a lot that's representational. Um, mm-hmm. though I might start to add in some little hint to what I might be working on coming up, but I may be adding in some more uh, representational elements to the work, but I do love, um, I love the mystery and abstract work, you know, because you, you bring yourself to it in a way that um, I think realistic work can sometimes um, steer the ship a little bit too much for my taste. um, If that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. 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 And so you want to be less literal. Yeah, because I want back to this uh, multiplicity of meaning and layering. I want to be able to bring in someone else's layer to mm-hmm. the work. Um, and that happens in any kind of work. doesn't matter whether it's literal or not. But um, I just think when you're doing something that's abstract, there's a wider range for interpretation. And I like that. You mm-hmm. know, I like the feedback that comes and when someone's participating. That's another aspect of my work. I really love to create spaces for other people to contribute um to participate um i really like for people to get their hands on things and be able to you know Mm. add to what's being created um so yeah and then the themes that i'm focusing on uh you have the actual like more art-centered themes in terms of like texture is a big thing for me um and then also composition and color but i'm starting to get a little bit more into form my work tends to be kind of um 2d even if i'm not working in 2d it's kind of strange but i'm trying to break out of that a little bit um but then also i would say in terms of like the actual like meanings behind things i'm definitely exploring questions of identity uh questions of theology ecclesiology what's ecclesiology church uh language church history that kind of thing uh church practice wait theology is the content and then theology is more so um like reflection on God and what does it mean to be in relationship to God? Um, for, for me, the, the work is 
not really about that like the meaning is not about that no no i'm trying oh. to i'm trying to learn what ecclesia like what the difference is so the Between church the, the, the yeah yeah so i'm not i'm not like putting that on you at all because i've okay. seen the, no i've seen the work i would not want to give people that impression um yeah. but but the the sorry ecclesiastical yeah, you can see. Ecclesiology. What ecclesiology. Uh, ecclesiology is different from theology. How? Uh, so like, is more the, specifically the question. Theology is the study of God. Okay. Specifically, God. What do we? What do we mean by God when we say God? That's what theology is studying. Ecclesiology is uh, what is the church? Who okay. is the church? What is the church about? That kind of thing. And how does the church present itself? Um, so this is again the distinction between God and church. Yes, very much so. They're intertwined, but also. God is God, you know, yeah, yeah, theology yeah, yeah. and then church is a church, ecclesiology. Yeah. Okay. And then did you have a specific topic? I don't want to make you like specifically talk specifically about Jesus. No, but, please. But, uh, I love but, Jesus. No, I know. <laughs> Literally you do. Let's talk about you. No, but, uh, but, uh, okay. Did you have a specific topic that uh, you prepared for today? No. Okay. Okay. All right. Then I didn't come with my sermon. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, people I'm have, like, but, but like, uh, but, but then, um, so then what, are there any other interests that tie into the work? Like, is it so, specifically just tied into these issues of identity? Uh, is it primarily about faith? Because I, I mean, we've already talked a little bit about race being involved into it, right? Yes. Well, let me say this because um i would say what i do through my creative agency is more so what you're talking about like with the the work that's about identity and the work that infuses theology um that is very much so a designated space where i'm asking those questions but then just on uh, a less uh, public side if you will i am just asking a lot of questions around materiality and uh, discovery, my mm -hmm. creative discovery. Um, but I do also want to say, um, I would say that the buckets, if you will, that I am always kind of hovering within and the intersections, these three points are usually the ones that I'm looking at. So it has to do with art, faith, and what I call social healing. So any kind of work that I'm doing, whether it be the physical art or um, the work with my creative agency or um, a community that I lead called Enbreak, always asking about the intersections between art, faith, and social healing. This is okay. always where I, I have interest. Um, I have had fellowships around these things as well with different institutions, um, specifically with art and then also uh, with a religious institution and then also one around culture okay. as well. Like this is always um, the space that I'm hovering within, but I might be coming from a different angle depending on the work that I'm doing. And can um, you talk a little bit about the creative agency? Because I think that yeah. that's, that's kind of where, where I got confused because the art may be separate from the creative agency. Is that what I'm uh, understanding at this point? Or it it's, facilitates the art practice as well. Yes, it facilitates a particular expression of the art practice. So okay. I am at, at the end of the day, I'm an artist like anybody else who's just like interested in this particular color or that particular material. And I just yeah, kind of yeah. want to explore. Right. So I have that side. And that's what you'll see on like my personal art page. Um, but for Dia Studios, my creative agency, I'm specifically after what I call social healing. And so I want to continue to create spaces where the public is invited to uh, explore these really deep questions around social issues that we're facing. Um, but I want to do it through the lens of art, through tactile mm. mediums, right? And I also um, am always approaching those spaces with the theological care or liturgical care. Like, And when I say liturgical care, it just means that I'm putting... Um, you might appreciate this with some sort of Catholic background. Um, liturgy is just how you structure... It's how the people structure 
whatever they're doing together, right? Like it's the work of the people. That's literally what it means. Liturgy means the work of the people. I'm glad so, you, I, I'm glad I didn't have to ask you because <laughs> I, I, it's been a while. It's, okay, it's all good. Liturgy means the work of the people and it has become a more um, religious term over history um, in terms of like how the public or the people come together to worship God. That's a very real definition of it. But the way that I approach liturgy is, um, how I'm going to structure a space. So how am I going to create room for the public to come in? How am I going to make this space hospitable? And so the, uh, the way that I'm structuring the program and the flow and the, the theological um, lens with which I look at everything, how is that going to inform the space that I'm curating for people and inviting people to come into? That's the liturgy of the space, right? And then also the liturgy is also... Uh, what the people bring into the space. What are we creating together? Mm -hmm. Literally the work of us, right? The work of the people. And so those three are always in place specifically through DS Studios because I'm intentionally having a conversation with the public and inviting them to come in and talk with me and other artists that I'm collaborating with. Um, but it's like my personal practice is a little bit more, uh, I just want to try out this interesting looking yarn because it just looks fun right so i have that side 100 percent yeah a little bit more what you might consider commercial you know yeah, i yeah, definitely yeah. have that and it's just fun and enjoy um and i make a distinction between the two because i i want the space that i'm getting to do with um, dia studios i specifically want that geared towards um making safe and creative and beautiful spaces for the public to enter into uh, with one another, with me, with God as well, uh, mm. with the materials at play, you know, that's always what I'm after. Um, whereas with personally, I just want to have a little fun. <laughs> but, um, sorry, I had a question and just like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you gotta jump in. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, well, it's interesting. It's it, the, the social, uh, that's what it was. The, the, what are the social issues that we're dealing with in, in, in these spaces? Like, uh, what is it that, are like the primary concerns are mm. they are, are like do they have an overlap with the stuff that we've already talked about before yeah some i'm i've been focusing a lot on race or racism if you want to call if you want to focus on that oh, element shit. of it but let's just talk about that for the rest of the episode no i'm kidding i'm kidding <laughs> okay. I mean, there's a lot there I mean, yeah there is plenty there <laughs> that's uh, one of the main ones that i've been focusing on eventually i want to also um really tackle issues of sexism um that kind of comes into play here and there within my work anyway, um, just being a woman. But I um, also have a heart to talk about um, matters of sex trafficking. This is a thing that really, really, really gets my blood boiling. I just... Um, yeah, and I, it's and it's like a lot more prevalent than people think. I mean, I know that I there's... I mean, but seriously, it, though... It's gotten, it's gotten uh, like, especially in Latin American countries that... that even here no, no, I in know, LA. But, but I'm just trying to like, because I know that like right now there's like a bad pr because of QAnon on that and like so if you talk about it people are like get very like or certain people of certain uh liberal backgrounds okay. get very upset about that and yeah. and it, it it like it to me it's crazy because it's like it really is happening and it really is bad whether or not you think jim caviezel needs to be in a movie about it like it's it it, it just it's one of those things that unfortunately gets caught up in the uh in the left versus right like thing you know mm -hmm. but like i know that like people care about this there's a there's a podcast that i listen to uh, or that called someplace underneath that i mm -hmm. can only listen to sometimes because it's just yes. a bummer yeah. i just 
Yeah. It's um it's more prevalent, like you said, it's more prevalent than people realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it to me that is just uh it's heartbreaking. It, you it, know? Is it am I mistaken, but isn't there like a thing where like people go missing kids go missing all the time from like national parks? I don't know about national parks specifically, but they I might definitely be crossing signals with like uh, UFO abduction stories. <laughs> I mean, you know, no, but well, I, aliens are definitely sex traffickers. This is exactly what I'm saying. No, but I, uh, I think just doing research with LA's history in that will just kind of LA open. in particular. Yeah, I it's bet. really yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. It's really bad. Um, and so I want to do more with that as well. Um, I just, since I think 2015, 2016, just started really diving into this question of race um, because there, there was just so much coming up and it couldn't be ignored, you mm-hmm. know? And then of course, 2020 and George Floyd. Um, yeah, that was, pretty it was like the brutal. eruption of it. And so, yes. And I started DS Studios and uh, the community that I lead called Enbreak. Um, I started it in 2020, both of those in 2020. And so, um, it's just been at the forefront of the conversation, but I have other topics and other issues that I really want to uh, grapple with, mm-hmm. you know, publicly um, and through creative means. But the I, the thing with my work is that I'm not after uh, trying to change anyone's mind. That's not the point. The point is, how do we come together in a way that's going to facilitate collective healing? Mm-hmm. That is what I'm after. What does it look like? And I don't assume that I have answers to that you know i i'm saying that each person is coming with their own perspective and their own history um and let's bring it to the table let's allow art to facilitate those conversations that we're having because a lot of times art can be um very much so a safe way to engage with really difficult topics you know and so that's why i'm utilizing that i also think it's like you know just having this conversation obviously is refreshing for me because for the most part, like the art world, I don't want to say it like this because obviously it's not necessarily always the case, but it's like a godless <laughs> society. I understand and, what you mean by that, though. And, and, I, and I don't mean that as like a, 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 or I feel like it is part of the uh, contemporary push to mm. be like, you know, Christian art is passe and mm. all of that. And that makes sense. But then there's also stuff like, you know, that's inflammatory, which like, uh, piss Christ, mm-hmm. and which you're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and which may be one of the first things you ever heard about now in art, in the art world, I would imagine if you're in the church, that's presumptuous of up. me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it came up. Okay. Mm-hmm. We don't have to get your thoughts on it, but, but it is, but I'm saying in that context, it is an interesting thing that like, it is, it's almost like a taboo subject, right? Like, uh, um, are these, are these environments like for, for the Dia studios, is that, is that open to secular, uh, communities it, or mm-hmm. it, it's not, it's not attached to a church, I guess is the best way of asking the question, yeah. right? Like it's not presented. I mean, there may be mentions of God, but it's not, there's no, um, proselytizing is that is yeah. that is that a derogatory way of saying that or no, or no? okay I, I just want to make sure I'm, no and i appreciate how careful you're being too i like to i, I appreciate you gotta it. be fucking careful <laughs> everywhere dude yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, it's true, this but is I just my it, state of like neurotic, <laughs> you're like am i getting this right <laughs> neurotic like know. you know i interview every i try to interview people from every perspective yeah. but i'm only a 43 year old cuban 
American man. So I'm like, uh, am I being ignorant? <laughs> is no, basically no, no. the tone of the questions. But And it's a really, really solid question because um, here's the thing. If I had to self-identify in terms of my art, I don't say that I make Christian art. No, and you, you know? definitely don't. Like, and, I just want to be clear about that. I just find your background interesting. And I, and yeah. I, that's one of the thing, reasons that I appreciate it about it. And yeah. one of the reasons that I want to have you on the show, because it's yeah. like, you see the work and you don't necessarily know that. I don't, I don't want to ruin your career by <laughs> leading with it. But, no, 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 yeah. But yeah. that's not, I'm not trying to... Uh, Hide it either. I'm definitely not hiding. And I'm, I'm, it's a part of my identity. There's no yeah. way for me to separate my relationship with God with myself. Cause I that's yeah. all I've God is all I've is the only one I've ever known but um and my faith is, is the only thing I've ever known but I would say that um I have enough faith in one God being able to present God's self through many different means without me having to overly state something one yeah, yeah. um and then also I do believe that the presence of God is already kind of infused in the work anyway. So when you're encountering the, the work, you may not name it as such, but for me, I believe it comes through given the conversations that I've had with people about the work um, without me having to overly explicitly say anything. And then also um, I, there's no, I don't see any reason to hide it. You know, no, it's yeah, simply yeah. infusing my work and infusing my thoughts behind the work that I'm doing. Um, and I would say that, in terms of like the art world, this is a question for me. Um, if I were looking for a place within the art world, what does that look like? Um, but lucky for me, I'm also entrepreneurial. And so I'm more inclined to uh, want to start my own gallery, you know, yeah, or yeah. start my own business or start my own uh, space, create my own space so that I can invite people into something that maybe they're not familiar with. Which I relate um, to as you like know what an I mean? entrepreneurial <laughs> podcaster. Yes. Yeah, 100% because I'm not trying to stuff myself within somebody's idea because they think this is what contemporary society is saying. Yeah. I, um, I am part of contemporary society, so I also should be able to voice my own perspective. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so if just because the predominant uh, view is that, uh, I don't know, Christian art is such and such, doesn't mean it has to be my view. Um, and maybe, you know, if people were willing to give what I'm doing, what some of my friends are doing uh, at the time of day on its own merit, they might find something interesting to discover there as well. Um, it might, it, you know, like it is interesting because I'm thinking about like in reality, academics do love Christian art just of a certain time period, right? Oh, 100%. Like they just love that yes. shit because yes. they get to contextualize it. But then you start talking about like, this is one of my biggest pet peeves is the before, before common era, mm -hmm. like on uh, just on an, uh, on an intellectual level, it is mm -hmm. so like, it's petty. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good word. And it's, and, and it, it also is like, it's, ignorant in its own specific way because it's an it's like it's essentially whitewashing mm. you know you're like literally whitewashing <laughs> you know and mm. so so it's like oh no christians didn't do it but then the the common era is the era where christ was born and then like if you don't believe christ existed mm -hmm. like now you're calling the christian era the legit era or you know what i mean it's mm -hmm. just it becomes weird so like i think that there's a lot of smart people that have like a an aggressive reaction 
to people of faith, you mm-hmm. know, I like I'm just people of faith in my family, mm-hmm. you know? And then when it comes down to like, I don't know, like my mom is, is I, I've, I've mentioned this before. I, I, you, I'm breaking this to you, but my father passed away recently. Oh and, no. Thank you. Uh, um, but, sorry. Uh, but, but like I was talking to my mom about it mm-hmm. and, and, and she was like, like, she was the one who taught me all about Catholicism and all that. She's mm-hmm. still, she's, you know, she's, I don't think she's an atheist, mm-hmm. but we talked about it. And I was like, you know, no one really knows, mm-hmm. you know, what happens when you die, <laughs> you know? And that like, that is, uh, that is, um, that is an interesting part of the reality of this experience. Like, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I, I just think that, uh, like, I think it's, I think faith is a little bit more human than people, like, want to. Like, it's become a, mm-hmm. a, a, a taboo. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, as, as a person who's, like, I'm mostly, like, I don't, I don't spend time thinking about, like, you know, religion and all of that stuff that, that, that mm-hmm. much, right? But, um, but it, I do get grossed out by how people t- refer to it. Because I did mm-hmm. grow up, like, I mean... The Catholic Church has its problems, but the art is historically beautiful. Right. And I would not mm-hmm. be making art without it, mm-hmm. you know? So, like, there was some inspiration from Christianity, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm always guilty, so that, there's that, too. <laughs> <laughs> You're just yeah. like, oh. I'm always like, God, why am I such a sinner? <laughs> I mean, particularly Catholics, like, the question of sin oh. is, like, up there. <laughs> we got we got a rep. You, do, you, you seem a lot less intense. <laughs> It depends on your yes, your background. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, I I just I like which is why I'm so fascinated, at, you know, and kind of a hero for having you on the show. Ooh. No, <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Kudos to you. Uh, no, I I I get bored of talking to people that have similar outlooks. You know, I know it, what you mean. Yeah, you it want gets, to mix it up. It yeah. gets it gets tiring, especially when you're doing a podcast. Well, I do want to say I'm sorry about your father. Oh, um, thank you. That's um like I don't want to gloss over the extent of the loss, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's For a sure. big deal. Yeah. And and I didn't meet your parents, but I saw your parents. Oh, so yeah. I, and, uh, right. I I also want to give them props because <laughs> they weren't necessarily art people growing up, but but they are super supportive. Like it's I'm very cr- very clear that they are like behind you one hundred percent. Yes, I. Ugh, my family i've always said that they are my biggest uh blessing um and like you you were just saying like my parents very much so could have been like you want to do what when i told them i was like gonna go from running track to uh checking out this thing called art especially school. like you're already an adult and you know in college. it's like <laughs> they didn't give me any of that slack they really have always given me room and breath to find myself, like figure out who I am, you know, and just been like, as long as you're not hurting anybody or yourself, we're in your corner, you know? No, I'm really grateful for Charles and Dolores Jenkins. Shout out to you. So grateful. Shout out. (laughs) Shout out. Um, But you brought up a point about religious art and the, like the role that it has played across history. Um, It's really only contemporary society where we're really seeing, um, there's just this huge uh, disdain yeah, yeah. for the church involvement in the art world, you know? And I think that uh, that in some, to some degree, sorry to cut you no, off. I, I know you have a thought, you're but good, I want to inject this. <laughs> like is, is uh, I, I recently had a painter on uh, Rashid Buhamadi. He's a really good guy, mm-hmm. but he made a great point that like, it, that's like, like it, I feel like that comes from this perspective that art is linear. 
you know, mm. our history is linear right. and like, you know, the next age is going to be past postmodernism. Right. But a lot of the things that people are saying about meta, like about what comes after postmodernism is metamodernism, which is like basically what I'm always talking about on the show, mm -hmm. which is that like secular people are dogmatic, too. Right. Like, it, you know, you it, the, you can care about like metamodernism. Uh, there's different ver like names for it and different like. Mm -hmm. framings but i'm just going to use metamodernism because it's the best sounding one mm -hmm. but uh, and i'm going to make it mean what i want it to mean yes. but um but yeah like this the the idea that not everything has to be ironic mm. you know and and like honestly there is also like like i think that like you could probably or a latin american person or mm. you know someone from mexico could have pious art mm -hmm. and it would be okay but then if you have a white person that's christian mm -hmm. you know like it's so there's also varying degrees right and mm -hmm. i wonder like and that's an interesting intersection with the race part of it right mm -hmm. because it's like it's like we hate all christians uh, except for the you know <laughs> and it and it is and it, to some degree there's like a condescension in that mm -hmm. does that does that do you does that feel that way to you I, I i feel as someone who's not religious i feel it but do you feel condescended to when it when it is like when your christianity is okay but like broad christianity is is not cool because i feel defensive for my latin american people you know i hear what you're saying um I love the question for many reasons. I would say there is definitely a curiosity that I've experienced when I tell people my background because most people outside of that world are kind of like you, like in the sense of, I don't really think about that. Or I used to be, um, yeah, yeah, whatever, because yeah. my parents kind of forced me when I was super young, but then like when I, I kind of grew out of it, you know, it's like the assumption or the, what they might say. Um, and so there's a curiosity, but I have been, um, I have appreciated the conversations that I've had with people because there has been enough latitude for me to bring myself to the table. And what I usually hear in response is that, well, I feel open to anyone, to any religious background, but I'm not so sure that Christians will accept me as myself. Okay. This is what I hear. So it's almost like the opposite. Um, and I think it goes both ways. It depends on the person, of course. But um, part of the work that I do, part of the work that a lot of my friends do in this space is basically just trying to make an, a hospitable table where anybody that wants to come and hang out uh, come and see some work, come and have dinner, whatever it's going to be, uh, feels comfortable enough to do that without feeling like they're having some agenda forced on them. Um, it goes back to that same conversation we had about the work. Like I am very much still going to be myself. Like this is yeah, who yeah, I am. Yeah. And I am asking for the respect and courtesy to be able to do that. And then also asking that you would trust me enough to give you the same, you know, like mm -hmm. to reciprocate in the same, same way, um, to take you as you are, to accept you as you are. And, the idea is that we're going to learn from each other either way. You know, like me having this conversation with you is helpful because then I'm getting to hear your perspective. I can't, How ignorant I am. No, no not at all. Because <laughs> it's like I, if all of my friends say the exact same thing that I say, when am I ever going to learn anything? You yeah. know, there's no real growth in that. And um, me getting to hear what Javier thinks about religion or art expands my view. Doesn't mean that I have to all of a sudden, like, you know, believe something different. 
or you you know well but i mean i would love for you to get into some of it if you i i, I don't know if you are but like yeah there's like some really interesting stuff but at the same time i can understand you not being interested because it's european shit you know like which is maybe not as representative of like any african diaspora at the time you know um i mean not like i mean maybe that's not fair but i'm saying like to me I also didn't see it in books. <laughs> you got to like really experience I was like, it. When I came to a Catholic church over here, I was like, what is this? This is <laughs> like so sterile, you know? And even the Catholic ones, you know, like, whereas like there was so much to look at, you know? Mm. I want to say one thing about this point that you're making though, because I feel like um, the grandeur of art at that time and the way that it was supported, um, I feel that this is missing a bit even in faith-based settings mm -hmm. because there's a bit of a if it's not christian art then what is it how, basically it's about control how do we know what you're talking about if it's not christian art right if and, it's not overtly christian yes if it doesn't explicitly state the name jesus in it or something right then how, signed jesus <laughs> right if it doesn't do that then how can we endorse it and so again, part of the work that I've been doing with DS Studios is finding ways of collaborating even with faith-based institutions to um, demonstrate and to make, uh, create opportunities for them to experience a broader understanding of art and to um, trust, help them to trust that God can work through anything. Honestly, God could work through a movie that you might see that has nothing to do with any kind of faith-based anything. You know, it's like taking the caps off of things. Um, on the church side, it's like taking the caps off of what you're creating, thinking that you have to package it in a certain way yeah, so yeah. that it feels safe for you, right? Not for anybody else, but for you specifically. And then on the secular side, taking off the caps again and saying, I very much so can talk about my faith and it's still very valid, you know? Yeah, yeah. This is still my art form. Both sides have their, what you were saying, everybody comes with a sense of uh, belief and um, anyone can be dogmatic. You don't have to be religious to be dogmatic or your non-religion is your dogmatism. You yeah. know, it can get to that point. Oh, yeah. And so it's like, I am asking each side to kind of lay down some of the... Um, Lay down your arms. Yes, <laughs> your basically. Sorry, go ahead. That's, that's a good way to put it, basically. So it doesn't, it's not just because I am a Christian that all Christians think that uh, art should be in the church in the way that I believe it should be. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, not, there are plenty that do and that are very supportive, but it goes both ways. If I may, it no. seems like there's two things going on, which you've already said, but I want to paraphrase yeah. them to see if I got them. Because I have, I have a friend who is he's it's in florida he's a white guy he is like his dad was conservative so he like likes likes mm. conservative radio but he's also a buddhist okay and he believes in god mm -hmm. and when he says god i've known him so long i know what he means okay. you know yeah. and it's a very personal thing and i think that that word is such a universal word that people are hesitant because they don't know what it means to you, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And, and from what you're saying, it seems like God, like God is separate from the institution, but you want a better institution because it brings community and it makes it's, it brings joy. It brings healing. Mm -hmm. Right. 
uh, as opposed to like how I experienced church, which was fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of people feel that way. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, like so, so, but it, but it's an interesting thing because it still seems like even though you are active in it within a church, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say because I don't, I, it still feels like that's maybe even less specific because even though you grew up non-denominational, I don't feel like the vibe of even the things are denominational as non-denominational, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that may be the ethos behind it, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the actual uh, content, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is that is that a fair assessment uh, of like, of how you feel like God is a personal thing? It's maybe informed by this like Christian framework, right? I mean, not to like, not to deconstruct it to a point where it has no meaning. <laughs> being so careful (laughs) (laughs) but i'm just saying like but so like god is god is god us outside of the church and and then the church is an imperfect expression of the love of god essentially and now i feel hokey saying that (laughs) no but i the language is um familiar to me so i believe in God in the Christian sense, so God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, God as Jesus. Jesus Who's as the God. Holy Spirit? Can um, you get into that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. I love the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is the third part of the Trinity, or one of the parts of the Trinity, and um, the Holy Spirit is just the Spirit of God and not enacting its work in the world. Um, and I would say that this is something that's difficult to really talk about if somebody isn't... Um, like a believer in the Christian sense, because mm-hmm. um, what's well, the most ambiguous part of the Trinity, and and yes. I feel like I, at different times I've understood what it is, but it's it's the ethereal element, right? Like it's the yeah. less it's the less literal part. I feel like whereas you can be like the Father and the Son, yeah. and then this like yeah, you know, I love the, the yeah, I feel yeah, like this is, sometimes the body language does more. Than the words, this is ethereal. This is know? my sign language for ethereal. <laughs> Um, I mean, and then yeah. it goes into the what? The very Italian too. Very Italian. I, you know, I mean, that was so good. The Roman Catholic has a lot more baggage than non-denominational church, you know. And the I'm history sure history is longer, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, and I'm sure that you you include that within the history of Christianity, you know, when you're well, when yeah. you're doing the analysis. For sure. But at the same time, like Italians are like are so uh joyfully not pious but also <laughs> religious <laughs> okay nice way you put it which is where i fit in and you know like i am still a, a a manufactured version of that right like it's it's almost like uh you can't uh like if you if you try to rebel against your upbringing, you're still in it, you know, like you're still like tied up in the struggle versus, you know, mm-hmm. versus the church. You're fighting the church. Yeah. So I feel like there might be some like serenity that I don't have. <laughs> I hear you on that. Um, I want to go back to this question about the Holy Spirit, though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so because I think it's very valid. So a lot of people can understand God. Mm hmm. Big G, big God, right? Even and if you use the universe, it's the same kind of They have some kind of idea uh, yeah, of yeah. like this all powerful, like some, they have some idea. And then Jesus, they can kind of wrap their minds around the idea of 
God is man or man walking there, you know, like they can kind of yeah, wrap yeah. their heads around that. And, a sac- sacrificial lamb, literally. Right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah, can yeah. kind of understand that. But then you bring up the Holy Spirit. And they're like, what is that? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a, <laughs> you know, like, what is it? Um, and from my understanding uh, and my experience, the Holy Spirit is a like, I speak of the Holy Spirit as a person, same way I do God. Um, so not like this thing. Um, I don't call God the universe. In my mind, God created the universe. So I always think of yeah, God yeah. as even bigger. Um, and the Holy Spirit is part of that creation. Um, the Holy Spirit is literally God's essence, God's spirit. Um, the same way that you have your own soul and your spirit, you know, like everybody oh, okay. has. Like, I think of the Holy Spirit in that way. So it's like um, God's soul, essentially. I use I don't use soul and spirit in the exact same way. Okay. But, okay. Um, What's the difference? But you can, oh, that's an interesting distinction. Well, I think there are people who have, have a better response to that question. But is I think there, of the is soul. Is ghost a third thing? <laughs> I, I think of the soul as like your personality, as um, the essence and the core essence of who you are. But I okay. think your soul is your. I mean, your spirit is uh, your life, the force that gives you life. Okay. So. Okay. There are people that could probably explain that a little bit better, but I make a distinction between the two. But the Holy Spirit is um, God's uh, spirit. Spirit, and Jesus would have—you can consider Jesus more so like um, God, but in the flesh, like physical form. So they're all wrapped up together, um, and it becomes very clear once you become a believer who the Holy Spirit is, because that's what's bringing in that new sense of. Um, a new perspective on life and the sense of uh, having new purpose and new intentionality. It's the Holy Spirit that's doing that. It's not really you um, saying, okay, I'm a Christian, so now I'm going to be X, Y, and Z. It's the Holy Spirit doing that work in you and guiding you. And um, you'll hear people talking about hearing the voice of God that comes from the Holy Spirit. It's not always, it's not just a, um, it's not me deciding to be Christian in the world. It's the Holy Spirit informing my decisions, but that only comes uh, when you choose uh, to follow Jesus and choose to follow God, it's something very special and unique. And which is why I don't think of religion as a mental state only. Like it's not just a, it's not something that I cognitively decide I'm going to be. There's something that happens internally and there's a shifting that happens and that's the Holy Spirit at work. Um, okay. And so it's a little, it's, it's, it sounds quite mystical, but it's quite beautiful how it happens. No, yeah, um, yeah. Yes. There was some other question that you had that I wanted to touch on. Um, but now it's like, I'm glad it wasn't a comment that was wrong that you needed to correct. <laughs> no, but, but I know there was something else and now I'm like, Oh, uh, it's okay. Uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, the, Oh, I had asked you about, I, I interrupted you with the Holy spirit question and I asked you specifically about your relationship, like how you, you, how you compartmentalize mm-hmm. the difference between God and the church. Ah, uh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Is that is that what you were thinking about? Maybe so, because I do very much want to say that the church comes with God, right? Um, in terms of like what I believe God cares about, one hundred percent believe God cares about the church. And when you are stepping into a relationship with God, you you are definitely stepping into a relationship with the church because um it's the community of believers that are saying that they also want to follow Jesus. And so God is always going to invite you into community. It's never only going to be a solo thing. 100% it's about personal relationship with God. Yes, but that's only one half of the coin. The other half is the community aspect. So they're always connected, but I think it is essential that people, um, like you don't, uh, they can't really be separated. You can't like just say, 
I'm only going to have this and not that. Because if you're saying that you love God, but don't love the church, um, God cares about the church. You, yeah, God yeah. loves the church, you know? And so there's no way to really have, how can you have one or the other? Um, but I think it's essential that you are solid in your relationship with God first. The church can help you get there. Um, and it could be that somebody just likes being with certain church people because they like the community and they mm-hmm. don't really know much about God. But that could be another way to do it. But um, I think it's essential to have that relationship solid and then to also recognize that the church is still being formed and still being made and still being created and still finding wholeness, um, even as the world is, you know, the world, you know. I'm such an idiot. I just realized that the halos part of black halos. <laughs> <laughs> but you see how it works because it's not trying to be like it's not it's not even meant in like a overly like angel kind of but the reference is always going to be there you know but specifically i want to talk about that though because i was literally the reason i I made the reason is that i was going to be like well tell me about black hills and i was like oh my god i'm a moron (laughs) well i mean i'm not a moron i'm just saying that's how like i don't it's like the 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 texts are no longer there you know which is the point you know and again not there's no need to have a hammer you know black halos is also very evocative like you know because you know you you imagine that mm-hmm. floating over somebody's head and what does that feel like it, yes. it, it it's a little frightening right like maybe we're like i'm just talking in terms of like horror movies but like if you saw <laughs> if you saw like in a horror movie someone with a black halo you feel like <laughs> uh this is not is a normal angel <laughs> <laughs> well let me talk about it what yeah. i what that title even stands for so um one of the major points of consideration as I was thinking through matters of race and identity um, since, like I said, 2015, maybe a little bit before, actually, um, but 2015, 2016 is when I really start to like lean in artistically. But um, sorry, t- 2016, 2015, 2016. 2016. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just really started to ask like more poignant questions creatively. The one thing that I kept seeing over and over again that was missing with all of the um, the police brutality, all of the very overt forms of racism, um, even the racism within the church, uh, anywhere, any um, in the business world, um, in the creative world as well, like the art world. I'm so glad that we're now seeing more artists of color be presented a little bit more in galleries, yeah. but couple years ago that wasn't really it was kind of difficult you know it started around george floyd (laughs) to be exactly yeah 100 percent. and so um what seemed to be missing was a lack of respect for the humanity and black people yeah and i just kept thinking about that and it was just this idea that um black people are human yes but actually black people are also divine like just like every other race on this planet we are divinely created like the sense that uh, we also have a divinity to us there's also um something special about blackness that matters and that i believe that god created us specifically with this culture in mind um and so this idea of black halos is just we're going a step above just the humanity you know Um, i think you have to do that with the way that Blackness has been degraded, like so horrifically degraded historically um, with contemporary society, the way that it has been just mangled 
you have to go a step beyond humanity because this idea of humanity one has been in question but also um I don't think that just raising black people up to this, the same humanity level as white people is, is right. I think you uh, have to recognize the divinity within blackness in order to really get at the essence and the value of people, you mm-hmm. know, that you're saying are worthless, essentially. Um, like we have to go a step beyond uh, just humanity. And so that was the idea that black people are, are divine, mm-hmm. that we are not just like all of the crap that society tries to place on us. Um, we are so much more than that. And even more so than what you even think we are, we are divine, you know? And so that was where it came from. It was, um, defiance, but also wanting to, uh, I love the word you use evocative, but I'll use it in a different sense. Um, I want to evoke, and stir up and remind black people as well of how inherently worthy we are Mm -hmm. because sometimes you know with oppression um you might unintentionally eat the food or the messages that the oppressor is trying to uh uh, toss out at you and you might pick up certain certain things in the way that i feel um it just feels important to continually remind black people and it's all honestly not even just for black people but people of color um of the value that we have you know because if you're constantly hearing and seeing messages that you are less than human you know i want to remind you that you're more than you yeah, know yeah. you're more than that and so that's what it is it's it's defying yeah. everything in, in the world that says that blackness is scum it's defying all of that and it's also uh trying to pull out the divinity that's already inherent in each person but just trying to remind people and invite people to step into the more you know so i'm thinking about all of that when i'm thinking about black halos well it's it's just interesting because Mm. like it does sort of also have like like both of these threads right Mm -hmm. the racial thread and the uh theological thread Mm -hmm. they're tied up with so much like they're i mean is grief an appropriate word? No, oh, like, 100%. Okay, yeah. cool. And, and uh, yeah, man, it's like, it's fucking heavy. No wonder you mm-hmm. make sh- work about shit. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I grew up in Rome when I was a kid. I, I got to eat chocolate at the bar. <laughs> you know, but like, no, it, it really is. It's interesting. It's going to be interesting to hear, like, my regular listeners, you know, because I, I like, I try to not alienate the entire art world but i like i have a tendency to be a little bit like rebellious Mm -hmm. right so i have a bit of a misfit uh audience i would feel because you Mm -hmm. have to tolerate me like that uh like oh he said it again (laughs) yeah yeah like just like uh just contrarian you know Mm -hmm. essentially which is like more more what the say i'd like i don't worship satan the satan i I knew what you you meant (laughs) no 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 i'm just saying you know i just i i want to make sure that you give you know god a good word if (laughs) (laughs) if it comes to that um but but what's it called no it 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 really is uh an interesting perspective i think because like i don't know um i've just i've 
I've just not heard it verbalized, mm-hmm. you know, like like it has in in the in the performance specifically, right? Because like you said, it's not as uh, overt. Although your weavings are beautiful, thank you. Uh, I brought a friend, and and she was also very impressed from from thank the God. art world. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like you. making you an outsider, even though you're not. Like so rude, um, but but it is it, it it is an interesting thing. I just like you know like it's uh. Like, I, it's just an interesting experience that I feel like is still underrepresented mm-hmm. despite the efforts to make the art world more inclusive. Mm-hmm. There are some very intense, like, uh, prejudices against, you know, these things, right? Like, uh, mm-hmm. um, and and it's good to have you on the show because I think that a lot of that kind of attitude, I think I maybe have said this before, but, like, the idea... That, the, like I just don't feel like you're victimized by your religion, right? Where sometimes you feel you've I'm sure you even you've met people where like mm-hmm. the piousness is obstructive and not a, mm-hmm. a thing that is like uplifting, right? Uh, and you don't necessarily see that represented as much, you know. I want to touch on that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think it's really important. Um, and I want to be very very clear. I'm not after painting some unrealistic rosy picture on either side of the, of the I don't like the line idea, but you know what I mean? Um, definitely have experienced my own instances with what people call church hurt, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, oh, no, you've but, definitely covered that. You know what I <laughs> mean? And on, it's, <laughs> I just want to be very, very upfront about this because the church is not perfect, Yeah. but this is the case anywhere you go. Yeah, you, yeah. And I, I know the tendency is to say, well, they they present them they the church presents itself as being holier than thou or being like held to some standard and they themselves can't even reach it right like yeah, people yeah. talk about that um, but I I don't think that um, the church is not perfect and I think it's unrealistic to assume that the church is going it is perfect yeah, yeah. you know what it does do and what it I do see people within the church trying to do is do better, try better, try again. I messed this up. Let me figure out how to fix it, you know? Um, And that's the part that I'm leaning in. There are other parts that are really not that healthy that are like, I just want things to stay the same, even though they're hurting people. That's an issue. And you have to address that and you have to get that out, right? Like you have to really do the work to uh, clean that up. Would you, would it be fair to use the word activism in the, in your intention Um, on, on, on your, on, on, on your effect on the church? Or is that, is that not an accurate word? Like you want to like, like you want to reform the church or do you want to reflect or the, do you just want the church to reflect more? Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I'm always, um, no, there always has to be action tied to. So we're not only reflecting. <laughs> we want to reflect, but we can't only just stay in reflection. We definitely have some things to change. So activism church. is fair. And I I like the word. Okay. Um, I think people have certain connotations when they think of activism. Like um, they smell bad and <laughs> don't shower. I mean, John the Baptist, right? <laughs> this is in the Bible. I'm happy to be associated. But um, I think that's an appropriate word. I 100% want to see the church healthy because I think it can be such a beautiful place for people it doesn't matter your religious background when when church people are on it and they mm. are doing it well 
am with God and like moving in the way that I believe God desires for the church to move, it is a very beautiful place and it can be a very safe place for pretty much anybody, you yeah. know, like, and when it's not um, judging people, when it's not trying to tear people down because they're not reaching a certain standard, when the church is like actively loving people, you know, that's a, like a buzzword, I, then I, it does it very well. I'm so refreshed that I'm going <laughs> to go and, ha- and, and Google uh, non-denominational to see what, you, what crazy hippie shit you guys are into because this is, uh, no, uh, well, you know, got um, some things going on. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Obviously. Uh, no. And you know, ironically, I literally, I just it just clicked in my brain that this is like also like one of the things that i do kind of sneakily or not even that sneakily but overtly like to discuss is people's religious trauma because Mm. it is you know like even you're acknowledging that you've had some some but i find that 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 is like such an interesting key into how people see the world because like yeah okay like i can ask you about what you believe now mm-hmm. but it's not as interesting as what you believe growing up right mm-hmm. and it sounds like even for you that has changed right like oh, the, yeah. you're 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 like it's it's been a process 100%. but part but part of the healing process for you has been to like reinforce that relationship instead of like how most of the people that i uh, interview like they they maybe don't uh you know aren't uh it, it, into their faith but they are dogmatic in other senses right mm-hmm. like that human impulse to like mm-hmm. like I, I i described it in another episode as like the process of grieving the fact that we're gonna die mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like on a very real sense like mm-hmm. it's it you know everybody processes that differently mm-hmm. but like you know and if it makes you feel better to be a rational being and like that's cool like I, that's totally legit if it if you need the comfort you know it's like not everybody's a dog person mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. <laughs> not everybody's a cat person but they're very mm-hmm. but does that make sense as an analogy is that a little bit too too reductive <laughs> no um like I, I i love dogs but i don't necessarily want to have one where there were every like every time i leave the house like yeah it, like it doesn't give me comfort to know that they're missing me you know it makes <laughs> give me anxiety whereas if i have a cat could give a fuck <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i mean they take care of themselves really well yeah um one thing i want to point out is that i think people want to separate their thought life from their faith life and i don't really see the two being um as separated as people might think they are i think they're quite Even secular intertwined, people yeah you know and i this is one thing also that you know being at seminary uh really demonstrated for me there very much so is an intellectual side to your faith life 100 percent, it can be and i think it works best when the two are hand in hand uh belief and uh thinking (laughs) you know i don't think you should leave your uh, (laughs) your thinking hat at the door when you step into a church at all i think 100 you should bring it to the table but the beautiful thing about faith is that now you can couple it with your thought systems right Mm. you don't have to choose between the two and i would say it works best when they work together um but Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to tie it to this last point about, um, to the last point you made about, uh, use the word reform. Um, I'm not after the church only reflecting on its issues or its history. I'm also after uh, helping people and coming up with creative, interesting ways to practice doing things better. So we need to reflect. We need to think about things. We need to have a plan. We need to uh, determine how best to move forward together um but then we also have to do and we have to create and we have to make it cannot just be one or the other Mm -hmm. yeah 
I forgot what I was going to say. Hold on, hold on. It might still be there. It might still be there. No, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I, I've had a lovely time. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that we could maybe f wrap up with? Because I, 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 I mean, I ask this of everybody. Oh, the thing that I was thinking of mm -hmm. is that I like the way the wording that you use, the thought life and the belief life. That's a language that is helpful to me because... Mm. I do believe things that mm -hmm. and not always are constructive, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, for example, like you just like just psychological on a psychological level, the beliefs that you have about yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, mm -hmm. like I'm I'm literally having a bit of an experience where people are reacting to me in a way that does not compute with how mm -hmm. because I've been doing this long enough that they react to me and they see me just here. Not when I'm like. Mm. playing video games and feeling bad about myself <laughs> yeah. you know you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like they it's like the highlight reels yeah and i'm like and, but my internal life is a lot deeper than just me like and also as as i get better at this the less i say on the show mm -hmm. right? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like i'm just gonna let you do all the work i set up the cameras <laughs> but but um but it is interesting because i think that that touches on that dogmatic thing that i was saying that like people like it's hard not to have beliefs as a human being right and like no, and, we all have beliefs yeah yeah and, but but uh but i would say that it feels like as somebody who gets to examine or who as a practice makes examining their beliefs part of a daily routine mm -hmm. you may be more aware when you spot like wait where did that thought come from that's like an, an external thing that i learned maybe from mm -hmm. like going back to those morsels of like internalized racism right like yes, like, yes. Or, or any or even racism towards people of other communities mm -hmm. of color right mm -hmm. or, or even towards white people i mean because <laughs> <laughs> there's mm -hmm. plenty of that shit going around too mm -hmm. you know which is like it's just part of life but mm -hmm. but it does that does that like resonate like is that it, it, it yeah. do you does that jive with what you're saying or it or yeah. is 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 um it seems like it's more of a disciplined belief system oh that's one way to put it um does that does that coming, make sense yeah, yeah two things come to mind when you say that um i would say you talked about my faith journey my faith walk being like a journey for me 100 percent it has like when i was a child, you know, I had an awareness of God being in church, but I wasn't really thinking about a relationship with God. I just wasn't, it wasn't, it was always there. I was he going was to church, dude. but it was, it was God that would say my prayers, but it wasn't that deep for me, yeah. you know? And like, it's like the guy your mom introduced you to. And I mean, yeah, yeah that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, right? yeah. When you're young and you're going to church, it's because your parents are going to church. You don't really know. I mean, you have, maybe you have some connection or sensation or something like every kid is different. But for me, I loved God, but it wasn't, it wasn't that I literally, you know? I, 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 on another episode, I said, like, I remember when I was, like, in my 12 year, years old, and I realized, like, oh, my God, this guy's just telling stories from the Bible and contextualizing them for us. And I, was, <laughs> I, like, and I had been going to church for so long. <laughs> so it sounds like that. that similar to that, you know? Like, I mean, <laughs> where it's like, you're just there because you're there, but then eventually you're like, oh. Oh shit like there's something <laughs> happening here <laughs> like, i mean yeah you have that whole moment and i this, this was a point i wanted to make everybody has a choice and you have a choice when you have that realization of what's happening with the guy on the stage right yeah. when you're in church you have this choice when you uncover some of the church history you have this church when you're this choice when you're hurt by somebody who claims to be religious and you feel like i thought you were going to 
you know, be different. Um, you have the choice to decide to uh, <laughs> cut it off completely, just cancel it, you know, like everything else. Um, you have that choice. But for me, um, choosing to lean into your relationship with God, choosing not to turn my back on the church um, has birthed so so much healing for me personally, you know, healing mm. from what I experienced within like religious spaces, but even on another level, because by me saying to God, I want to stick this out with you, even though I feel quite hurt and confused by what's going on, it has given room for um, greater uh, depth. And also I feel as though I have uh, learned more language and more tools to access that inner world that you're talking about, to do that deep reflection, to be able to examine my beliefs. I'm reading a book right now. Um, uh, let me get it right. It's called the garden within, I think. Um, and I'm going to get Dr. Anita Phillips, maybe okay. I think, <laughs> but I like, she's a doctor. She's that, a doctor. We, at least we know she's that. legit. Uh, she, <clears throat> she does a great job of inter of, um, connecting, um, working within the intersections of both faith, and um psychology um but the reason why i bring her up is because she has these beautiful analogies of not even just analogies helping us to understand how um internally like our thoughts and our beliefs are um are almost akin to what happens within a garden and she doesn't only talk about it metaphorically she does it in a very scientific way in a way that you can actually say okay i see what she means by um, my thoughts acting as seeds and you know thoughts germinate over time or seeds germinate over time and certain thoughts that um you ruminate on over and over or use the terminology of like watering and you know planting or all of that stuff mm. so get tending to those thoughts whether they be negative or positive um they germinate they like take deep root and then all of a sudden you're um birthing certain fruits from those thoughts like we all yeah. kind of heard certain things around that but she does a great job of breaking it down and so what i love about this is like i feel like god has been nudging me for some time now to examine um my thought life to examine my belief system because there are certain things that i really want to do um but i felt like there have been certain barriers and like the tendency if you're like you're if you haven't had a deep relationship with God, it's just a blame it on God. I'm like, why is this happening to me? Right. But <laughs> I mean, which a lot of people do and it's very yeah, understandable, yeah. but like the deeper you go in relationship with God, the more you understand that God is like so for you and actually like really, really wants to see you do well. And the more you believe that, the more you're like, okay, well, certain circumstances in my life, let me try to understand a deeper reason behind why they're happening. If I'm not going to just, you know, throw it off on God, uh, let me see, figure out what I can do within myself to uh, birth something different. And so what I love about what she's doing within that book, The Garden Within, is she's saying, uh, examine your thought life, because those are um, your thoughts are what are planting seeds that are help, they're producing the fruit that you see around her. Yeah. Right. And she ties it 100 percent to her faith background, which is Christian. Um, but I think pretty much anybody can get something from it because we've all kind of heard your thoughts like shape your life, which they do. Right? Yeah, 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 definitely. But I've only come to that uh, deeper understand understanding and capacity to practice that through my relationship with God because of the way that I believe that God cares about me and actually mm -hmm. wants to see me do well, you know, and it actually has enough confidence in me to be able to take ownership of my life in a way that uh, doesn't leave me. Um, putting everything on God. And yeah, this yeah, is why yeah. I go back to like, if I'm going to be in the church, I need to be part of making it better. If I'm going to be an American, I need to be part of making it better. That comes from a belief that God has the confidence in me to do my part in that. And it's not all on God. So mm. the craziness in the world, I'm not going to put it all on God. I'm going to say, I'm part of this. Let me figure out how to bring a solution. Yeah, yeah. But I only get to that 
conclusion by uh, my belief that I have the support, I have the spiritual backing, you know, I have the the tools I need to go within and figure out how to cl- help clean up that work. And yeah. um, of course, you do that work with like a spiritual director or a therapist, you get help, but there's a lot you can do for yourself as well. But I only have that confidence because of my faith yeah. belief, you know, that kind of, I kind of went on a little tangent there. No, where, no, where but did I we mean, start? <laughs> no, it, it may, it resonates. I mean, I like the way that you talk about it, I, I can relate to like, I'm not, I'm not someone that is actively think. I mean, there's, there's parallels to the creative process too, right? Yeah, like where, yeah. where you, you, you know, like it's uh there's, a, there's a book that I just, I like, I think this week I'm dropping an episode about, the artist way which if you're not familiar you've read it okay. i've read it okay. once a year after 10 years oh okay so no wonder you're so unblocked i love it yeah, well well no i mean i think that 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 resonates and then the other thing like i don't i don't get involved in the day-to-day like piousness or you know or or, or like worship day-to-day but when I'm sad, man, like mm-hmm. I reach out and mm-hmm. it gives whether whether or not, you know, I mean, I, this I, not to be blasphemous, but whether <laughs> or not objectively there is something mm-hmm. really out there. There is a comfort that I get for acknowledging mm-hmm. that somebody cares about me be outside mm-hmm. of myself, you know, like at the lowest points, I'm like, hey, God. Remember me? Can I'm you here. can you help me out? <laughs> can you make me feel less sad? <laughs> you know, no. uh, which is essentially a prayer, even though I don't necessarily verbalize it or, or process mm-hmm. it. But it, but it, it's the the that I think is is something that, and I, I I'm sure that there are people that have other ways of coping, right? Like going back to the like grieving your own death thing, mm-hmm. right? Which death is like kind of present in my mind. I'm having a bit of a midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, I, I keep saying this but I'm looking at sports cars. <laughs> no shade. I like a nice car. No yeah, shade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm driving a Prius right now, which I love, but it's not like, <laughs> it's not uh, tending to my 40 year old man needs, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like I'm ready for that. Upgrade. Yeah. I think, I, I think I'm ready to go down some hillside. <laughs> Mountainside. Yeah. Like in the commercials. Oh, I've hated car commercials my whole life. And now, now they're you're resonant. like, I'm ready to be. <laughs> They were always marketing to your demographic. Yeah, you, I just hadn't hit it yet. Exactly. They're like, oh, he's here. He's of age. <laughs> Lean in, guys. Yeah, yeah. He's not a broke 20-year-old. <laughs> like, right. um, uh, Well, cool. Uh, I mean, we've been going for like an hour and a half. We could no, probably... it's not yeah, been an hour and a half. Yeah, no, oh no. Gosh. Like, this is this is one of the fun things. Like, it, it's surprising. <laughs> it's the surprise we've been talking for... Because <laughs> I have the time right here. But uh, I've had a lovely time. Very Thanks. instructive. I think that uh, there's definitely stuff that I can probably use in terms of, like, reframing. I think the the main thing is that uh, faith life and, and thought life, I think, is pretty profound. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I've never heard it verbalized that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that it applies to non-faithful people, you know, mm-hmm. like, I think that it's just a human mm-hmm. thing. Um, anything that you would like to say to wrap up? I think, I mean, I've already done that once and we went for half an hour, so maybe I should <laughs> ask a more pointed question. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, no, I mean, like, are you happy so far with the interviews? I guess <laughs> what I'm asking. I, Do you feel well represented? <laughs> I feel appreciative for the space. Like, I love getting to have these conversations. Like, I like, similar to you, like having conversations with people who maybe 
think differently than I do. Yeah, you know, yeah. I I don't think we need to be afraid of one another. You know, on both sides. Or I don't even like the idea of sides. Anybody, we can come from all different angles. You know, I don't think we need to be afraid of one another. I think that like honestly, the difference between us isn't that great. No. It's just the language that we use mm-hmm. to like define the experience of being human, right? But mm-hmm. like, yeah, I mean, like, like I think the the overlapping. Uh, concepts of it are pretty, you know, Mm -hmm. like I think the main difference is that I don't spend time thinking about like Jesus Mm -hmm. and 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 God for sure. (laughs) No, no, no. And I I, like I totally understand. Like you know, like I probably think about worse people (laughs) (laughs) and emulating them. Um, Cool. Well. It's been a pleasure. And uh, can we promote anything for you? You you said you were working on something. Um, yes, but it's not quite public. But I would say um, you could follow what's going on on Instagram mainly. I'm not really on a ton of other social platforms. But I have my personal art profile, if you will. It's just Dia.artist. And that's where I'm doing all of my materiality exploration. Um, but more so what Javier and I have been talking about, um, you can find us on dia.studios on Instagram. Um, that's much more intentional in terms of uh, sharing the work that we're doing publicly and collaborations, things like that. Um, and then also the community that I lead is called Enbreak. Um, so How do you spell that? I-N-B-R-E-A-K dot co on Instagram. And that is something that we're really um, developing. We we host an art residency through Enbreak. Um, but we have some other really great programs coming out. Um, we've done a couple of exhibitions through Embreak as well. So that one's less um, just my artwork personally, but I, um, I'm i the director for it. So okay. it's like other artists coming in and we're showcasing them. Uh, so that's a good way if you're a creative who's interested in any of these topics within the intersections of art, faith, and social healing, um, Embreak is a great place to uh, to check out. And we have more coming up within next several months I you're say. a busy person like 100 percent. yeah yeah yeah. it's true uh, yeah. but i love what i'm doing though and i just want to do more of it honestly honestly i think the church it adds like a, another to do to your list you know it's all intertwined do you do you go do you go to a church uh, like every week um i preach sometimes that's kind of new this year i would say i'm a, not necessarily a traditional style of preaching preacher though i'm much more about um Again, interactive engagement, um, but I do preach sometimes. So I'm itinerant preachers, so I go to different churches. And then also I just joined a church. It's down in Inglewood, uh, which is kind of far from me. I'm in Pasadena, but it's um, called FCVC or Faithful Central Bible Church. And I love them. It's a black community, which was important to me because I'm mm. in a lot of not so black uh, spaces all the time really? or often. Um, yeah, and I really wanted, it's just important for me to be connected to my those that part of my uh, my history and my roots you know i love hanging out with latinos bro. <laughs> you know like there's nothing quite like it you yeah, know yeah. i don't it's not every day but it's yeah, important to me and yeah. so they're a beautiful community i'm still getting to know them um pretty large church as well and so i want to go there a little bit more regularly but i um i had so i know like it just keeps going but i did have a period where i wasn't attending church anymore because i was really like really wrestling with a lot of questions and I was like, I don't feel like being in church. And plus I was at seminary. So it's like church all the time, right? Yeah. Not really, but we were always talking about the same themes, but um, I recently started going back, I would say end of last year, this year, because I felt like there was something really missing for me um, in terms of how I get to be when I'm having collective forms of worship. I always had my relationship with God and have my uh, prayer time, worship time, but uh, just getting to 
be around other people. There's a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful way that God's presence is felt mm -hmm. in those spaces. Like when people are truly like worshiping and praising, there's nothing like the presence of God uh, in my, in my my perspective and i love 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 um feeling god's presence in that way and being around other people and so i decided to join fcbc recently cool yeah. long-winded no i mean <laughs> I, it was more entertaining than most public breaks <laughs> all right that's what i got <laughs> uh, and then uh we'll be back next week with another guest and another artist that may i always i'm fucking that up now <laughs> we'll be back next week with another guest and another topic that may or may not be art related may or may not yeah and we did a pretty good job we straddled the line yeah sometimes i like to assess intersections <laughs> yeah, are important yeah. all right uh we'll see you guys next week bye